What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriela Lopes. And um, first of all, uh, we are waiting for you guys to congratulate us on the fact that this is our third consistent <gasps> episode. Pats himself on the back because he's a narcissist. Callie's a narcissist. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just find it uh, really, really nice that we finally are starting to create this consistency because like that's what I've always wanted and the only thing that I've ever wanted is just a consistent thing that we can do every single day that even on days like yesterday for example yesterday's episode was all over the place and we apologize um but I was like super sleepy I was tired me too I had just woken up from a nap like right. a one hour nap my thoughts were incoherent uh, my eyes were literally shutting off as I was speaking and I just like tried to soldier through it and I appreciate you guys just having patience with us and some episodes will be better than others some might even dare I say be great or feel great to do rather and some might just feel like very like oh like we just have to get through this you know but that's fine because that's life not every day is going to be great and not every moment of life is perfect and yeah yeah agreed Uh, so I want to, as always, we uh, the whole purpose and point of these daily episodes is is to just give our thoughts and just kind of like address certain like certain room not rumors certain news, um, things that just catch our eye, crazy things, and give our thoughts on it and just try to do as many as we can and yeah and we might do some voicemails today, right? Yeah, that sounds cool. Because I feel like it's been a while since we've done any voicemails and it would be just interesting and fun to just finally get back on that voice veil, voice veil, voice veil. Do it for the fans. Do it for the voice fans. Fail. Voice fail. Yeah, voice veils. Voice veils. Voice veils. Can I start off really quick? Yeah. Okay. I have something interesting. Okay. Um, scientists... I don't know if this is true or not. Again, uh, my source is Twitter, so you can use the, the Twitter search engine um, and find this tweet. But scientists are or have created liquid trees, a tank full of water and microalgae that could be an alternative to trees in urban areas. What the frick? And I don't know if you want to just look at the picture really quick, but it's like a it's like a tank kind of thing it looks like a dirty aquarium oh my god it kind of looks like what hulk (laughs) probably uh like got infused in him or something yeah this looks like the water after hulk bathes in it oh yeah scientists create liquid trees damn dude that's wild liquid trees and i like how someone commented nature did it better yeah yeah like what's up with this obsession this uh human obsession well it's not new because humans have always wanted to like recreate and replicate i guess uh nature and just replicate the world be it through art and be it through like renaissance paintings you know creating beautiful works of art and trying to recreate the world around us we've always had this like desire and this infatuation that's not new but i feel like it's been even more enhanced and just scarier considering all of the technological advancements and that now that we have all these tools that are at our disposal we just decide to play god you know it's like oh like we're gonna create liquid trees it's gonna be more efficient and better than the real world that way you don't have to go outside ever you you can just uh consume maybe liquid trees and get all the benefits of hugging a tree (laughs) yeah like like it could get to these like crazy black mirror-esque scenarios you know When I first read it, I was like, huh, you know, like, that's interesting considering, you know, maybe there isn't, not that there isn't uh, space for regular trees in urban areas, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe they're like obviously having to do the soil and all that is much harder and I don't know. At first, when I read it, my point is that I actually found it fascinating if it were being used in urban areas mm-hmm. where tr- trees absolutely cannot be planted. Right. Then that's a different story. But what are the benefits that people get from this? Like, what does it provide I guess it's us with? Uh, giving us more oxygen. I maybe it's maybe it's 
like maybe it'll be good for like air quality and stuff too like in these urban areas where you know industrialism just pumping out all that co2 everywhere so it's being used as a purification method to like uh, purify the air and stuff i don't know it has algae in it so i'm not really sure i would have to look into an article i just read the tweet so yeah. we'll have to see more about it maybe we'll talk about it again soon i see uh that is very interesting oh uh, it's oh. in serbia so it's already being implemented, you think? Yeah, it's a Serbian incredible innovation. So planting trees in forests is commonly used strategy for companies and governments to lower CO2 in the air. But what can we do in dense cities where there's barely any space for a bush? Hmm. After all, so so they're able to like put these on the sidewalk, you know, mm-hmm. or wherever there's space. After all, these urban sites are where the pollution is concentrated. So I'm guessing that this thing is, oh yeah, so like it's supposed to improve air quality. Um, Just overpopulated areas. Right. So I guess, I guess we'll hear more about it because this is a very long article and I hate to bore you guys with my reading. With my reading. Um, But it's interesting. So if you want to look into it yourself, you can look into Serbian liquid trees um, and that'll pull up what you want to know. Speaking of um, artificial things, um, I don't know how many of you guys agree with me on this, but I find Botox so off-putting. Yeah, me too. And just so strange to look at. Yeah, And me this too. is absolutely no shade to any of the ladies or even any of the men who are listening to this right now and who have done, who have gotten Botox done on them. No shade. It's just that if it's overdone, I feel like we can all agree that it gets to a point where it's just overdone. Yeah. It's too much. It's yeah. like it just looks disproportional. It uh because because I feel like our brains have evolved historically um over thousands of years to perceive and accept human faces in a certain way, be it symmetrical, asymmetrical because like no one's face is 100% symmetrical. But there's like a certain beauty to imperfections and certain beauty to like a balance and like tug and pull that happens, you know? Yeah. And then when you try to like just mess with that, I feel like it just throws everything off. I feel like when people are trying to aim for uh, symmetrical, symmetrical faces that it ends up doing it, the opposite it, it, it could end up looking much worse because there are people who get botox that it's like just so that they can prevent you know these wrinkle lines on their forehead and stuff i feel like that's fine you know yeah but um but yeah it can definitely get overdone and one example is like zach efron like right. i don't even recognize <laughs> that man anymore yeah like that is not uh and how the girls would say Troy Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> and what's interesting to me is that he did not um he like he did not own up to it. He basically created created an excuse and he still stands by this excuse said that he fell oh, and yeah. he hit his face or something happened where now it just looks like that. Which in my head is like what like how what? You well, know? he said he he said he was like he injured his face somehow, and then he tried doing reconstructive surgery. Oh, I didn't hear about that part. But but I feel like he still failed to mention that there there was definitely like plastic, you know, right? Obviously, a plastic surgeon involved that you know added fillers into his cheekbones and you know stuff like that. Trying to, I ah. guess, trying to make his face um, appear uh, appearance good again. But I don't know how he was injured, but I did hear that. And then he got, he he did say it was like reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm bringing up Botox, by the way, is because Botox apparently alters brain activity connected to emotions. So Botox injections in the forehead, for example, can change brain chemistry and impact how people interpret emotions as per a new study. That's crazy. The research revealed that the temporary paralysis from Botox hinders individuals' ability to mirror other people's facial expressions, altering their brain's emotional processing. 
Previous research has shown that Botox injections may help lessen depression and help men conquer erectile dysfunction, which is just so interesting. But isn't that mind blowing, though, that because like that's how humans connect and create like like people connect through empathy and sympathy and apathy and like all these like mirroring effects when it comes to emotions. Right. So we assimilate other people's emotions and then we mirror their emotions and we act according to those emotions and that's how people have socialized that's why we're highly social animals and so if you think about this thing that basically stiffens up your face and makes it very hard for you to j just basically subconsciously even mirror other people's emotions and express sadness when another person expresses sadness yeah. you know like if you talk to those hollywood um elite people you know like <laughs> a lot of them are just looking at you with a stale yeah asshole of a face while you're just pouring your heart out or just you know crying or something yeah like like they try to cry but they can't cry because their face is just stiffed up just like i said i've if if you're that insecure about like forehead lines when you make certain expressions like i i do find it a bit ridiculous that people like they're so insecure when they raise their eyebrows and the lines form on their forehead yeah. you know mm -hmm. it's like it's not like you're raising your eyebrows all day long that you know, i'm like doing it right now yeah. that that like when you when you finally put them down you're gonna you're gonna be stuck with these lines like how long are you leaving your eyebrows raised for that you're so <laughs> preoccupied you must be in shock all the time yeah. or i don't know but anyways um i was gonna say that um it like to me, just like you said, there's there's a beauty in in every like line and wrinkle. Like for example, my dad, uh, just from smiling a lot, like he has crow's very feet. crazy crow's feet around his eyes. Like you know, yeah. and I actually find that as an admirable trait in him. You know, mm -hmm. like something that's that's like unique that he has mm -hmm. um and and that's just how i view like wrinkles and lines like they tell a story so like right. all of the like scar just like scars do it's the, the same can be said with wrinkles and i and i can appreciate like the natural aging process and i don't think that botox or fillers or anything like that will be something that i do myself like i'll try to take the best care of my skin as possible try to look as young as possible but try age. to not be as happy so that you don't get crow's feet so try to be depressed <laughs> oh, no, as I'll, depressed as possible i would like that you seem like someone who's also going to get it because I, you you're you're always laughing and smiling i already have um smile lines yeah forming like wrinkles um around my mouth and it's be it's been becoming more obvious like the line when you're smiling that yeah. appears uh that that wrinkles up yeah. but but yeah now like even with a straight face i can see those wrinkles where the smile would be yeah, and i can't relate because i haven't smiled in over five years i think well you don't know because i bet if you shaved your mustache you would be able to see if you do or not you probably have a frown line i have a frown <laughs> line yeah i'm <laughs> i'm literally squidward by the way <laughs> And then I'm SpongeBob, like literally. Yeah, literally. Guys, our and relationship same, is. And the same relationship dynamic too. It's like one yeah. pissing the other off, and then when when Squidward finally finds peace and quiet to be creative and to focus on his life, SpongeBob comes in. One is like a very big kid, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Uh, like SpongeBob is an adult who works as a fry cook. Like he's a grown adult. He's a grown ass and, man. And meanwhile, he's just like a big kid. Yeah. And I feel like that per perfectly describes me. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to quickly touch on this other thing that I read that I found interesting. This headline reads, Inside the new reality show about women who want more than one husband. <laughs> TLC's Seeking Brother Husband is what it's called is a reality show focusing on polyamorous relationships where women seek more than one male partner. It showcases the life of TV personality Kenya Stevens and her two husbands who run the Progressive Love Academy. Despite limitations, the show offers a platform for viewers to understand polyamory and it reflects a broader movement recognizing relationships outside traditional norms. Mm. 
I don't know if you guys have also heard of, I think it's TLC too, of MILF Manor. Yeah, I was going to say that too. That shit's crazy. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that or if you haven't heard of it, then look, you're, first for first of all, you're, you're very welcome because this is going to grant you a bunch of hours of entertainment. Um, it's one of the most uncomfortable shows, I'd say, that I've seen in recent memory. And, and and it is what the title it, the title is implicating literally. Yeah. It's it's MILF Manor. It basically re revolves around the idea of bringing mothers and their sons into this house, where their sons have to find love with a MILF. Yeah, that's obviously not their own mother. Hopefully, like that's what we're hoping for. Like it could still take a left turn, a straight right turn, and just all go to shit. And then one kid just just you know fucks his mom on national television oh but, my gosh but the whole goal is is for is basically for everyone to find love so it's like one of those dating shows but instead of having strangers and people of, of the same age they have sons and mothers and put them in this house and then kind of like hope that they just fuck each other which is so crazy dude yeah. it's so wild but anyway so tlc I, i'm pretty sure it's tlc i don't know if it's TLC. yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it is so they've been on a roll man like when it comes to these shows like they're the best out there really and i don't mean that as a compliment i really don't but um it's just interesting I just wanted to point that out. Uh, they're they're the ones responsible for all of the um, oh what's that the name of that show called that oh ninety day fiance yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. it definitely is TLC because the the amount of like these uh, super crazy shows that they have like they also are like my six hundred pound life yeah they also are like doctor pimple popper like it's just so all over the place their whole like program and that's probably why they're still you know uh still like proactive in creating shows because there's no limit to what kind of show that they can release on their on their um programming platform channel yeah yeah and i don't know about you guys like call me old-fashioned but um i personally can't get behind the idea of polyamory or or polyamorous relationships like that has always been so crazy to me because this is something that i've told gabby uh when when we first started dating even like i just made it clear to her that i'm like a, a super jealous person right yeah i'm like super jealous and i'm not like I try not to be controlling, you know, like I'd like to think that I'm not as controlling. Am I controlling? No, I don't think you are at all. Right. So, so I just try to like be as open-minded, but I, I just grew up with the idea of just having monogamous relationships and, and that being the normal and being something that people would aspire to achieve, you know, and this idea of like polyamory and, 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 and just being okay with another person kind of, kind of like dating your person you know yeah i mean to some people it'll sound like oh you know uh that what's wrong with that or whatever yeah but to me there's a lot wrong with that because yeah there is because like how do you uh, i i don't know like i guess i guess it's ignorant of me to just criticize something that i don't understand or that i don't fully want to accept or fully want to understand no i definitely think because look if you're not getting the way that i see it is like not that you should be seeking to get everything you need from one person but it's like what could you possibly need like intimately mm -hmm. from two people like on that yeah. level where you're like married to them for example which i've seen like and that's another like tlc thing too where they where they have like the multiple wives and stuff and yeah. it's crazy because because to your point that you just made right a lot of these relationships i'm assuming um has one partner that's great in bed and then the other partner is just a great listener and just great emotional support all that stuff right so it's like it's like you get the qualities that you need from two people but i feel like that has become a bad thing especially when you consider like the idea that you can go on your phone and you can order anything you want and it's delivered to your front doorstep right. um everything is easy nowadays like you can basically like we live in this world and in the society that created this illusion that everyone can have everything they want 
Right. You know, like if you want this, like why should you, you know, keep yourself from achieving that or from having it? Mm-hmm. So it's this like not gluttony, but it's this overconsumption, you know? Yeah. But going back to the whole Botox thing and tying it to this, I feel like there's beauty and imperfections. And so humans are innately flawed. So if you are a person that needs and feels like you are entitled and that you deserve all of these qualities and to have it all given to you and just have it all readily available, then I feel like you are delusional because then you are that person that's like, oh, I need two husbands. I need two wives, three wives, four wives to fulfill because I need all of my needs fulfilled instead of just understanding that life isn't 100% perfect and that you can't do an a la carte and just pick and choose and just do all that shit. Yeah, and also learning to fulfill those needs yourself. Right. And and like seeking like seeking inwardly the answers to why you feel you need these things. Right. From from like outward sources. Yeah. So like if if someone is wanting deeper communication then that's some, like from their partner for example and maybe their partner is not the communicative type for example then that's just something that they have to like, factor in right like maybe you speak to family and friends like it you don't it doesn't always have to be like an intimate or like that's what i don't understand like it doesn't have to be an intimate opposite sex or or same sex or whatever person but you don't have to marry them is your point right or like yeah exactly or or even how do i explain it like like what's the word there there doesn't have to be it could be platonic is my point okay you know, mm-hmm. like it not is platonic the word where there's like no sexual relation, no attraction kind of thing. Platonic implies attraction. Oh, no. So, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then I misuse the word. Yeah. But I but I just mean like finding that, like I said, in a family member or friend, for example, if if you really need like need that from an outward source right or find it through activities hobbies yeah you you know like find things that bring you joy i feel like uh, like a lot of today's society is just about finding finding excuses to be different yeah and then in that journey uh just like taking advantage of of the fact that our society accepts that nowadays so it's like, oh, yeah, like uh, being in a polyamorous relationship is in now and it's acceptable and it's not frowned upon. So I'm going to just use that as an example to just hoe out. Yeah. Not saying that that's the case with every single person, but I'm just saying that a lot of it deep down inside, in my opinion, kind of stems from that space. It's like because there's no other excuse. Again, just like you said, like if you need a better communicator, a better listener, that uh, maybe your partner can't provide you that person necessarily then you can look elsewhere and and you can find friends and family and uh, uh, therapists um, activities that bring you joy or that fulfill you in a way that your partner can't and that's how you move like that's how you have to just go about it yeah and and i feel like i i feel like being in these like polyamorous relationships like it just misconstrues the idea of of like uh of love you know and relational love and that's what i was gonna say too it's like i can't accept anyone who looks me like they could look me straight in the eye and say that i don't have a problem with it callie i don't feel jealous my wife gets penetrated by the other guy but we're all just together <laughs> on this we're all, we're all just, it's like yeah. these people are freaking delusional dude like you can't not be jealous and i don't think it's just because i come from a place of like where i like i consider myself a very jealous person or or, but i just feel like that that just comes from my intensity as a partner as a person who wants to just you get what i'm saying yeah yeah so it's like i don't know like you can't convince me that that this like these people feel as they portray themselves to feel Mm. i think that they're all just playing a role yeah, I you know what that that's happened to me like one time in high school there was like this thruple and everyone would just like would would just question it like oh like uh how does that work you know trying that to, to you? trying to 
No, not to me. I wasn't in a throuple. You said it happened to you. No, I'm saying in high school, like I've seen, I've seen, oh, you've in, experienced yeah, it. like I've seen a throuple, like, and I was actually friends with the girl that was with two other girls in this throuple. Oh, it was all girls. Yeah. Damn, now it's a party. But it was like a, I, I guess she was like a mask girl, and then the other two girls were like femme type of girls. Oh. Like, you know, masculine. Masculine. Energy. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, she was masked up <laughs> like back then. Yeah. I don't know. Early I don't know the term. So I'm just like saying. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyways, like everyone would always just ask like, oh, like, don't you guys ever get jealous? And 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 I'm a thousand percent sure that it was the case because like there there definitely was like jealousy incidents where one like if one gets more attention than the other for example, then you're always comparing and and I'm sure because if 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 you think about it, if you're in a relationship with someone and then let's say that they they have like a friendship with another person, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're friends with a girl, yeah. like I would already feel slightly jealous. Right. Like I'm like, oh like oh why can't he talk to me the way he talks to his like girl from best friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then just imagine how that must feel like when there's three people in a relationship and then you must feel unworthy if you see like this other person getting, you know, the getting main more joy and right, more satisfaction, getting like the 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 person's the person that you love's attention more than you, because right. then you're like, oh, like, what does that other person have? Like, I feel like it's multiplied. Mm -hmm. when when you're all in the relationship no for sure i don't know it's just an interesting concept i don't think i'll i'll understand it because i've never experienced it firsthand i'm just clarifying that i was not in a throuple okay Relax. so she was in a throuple we just <laughs> no. uh you heard it here first hey guys that's legon exclusive i'm i just heard about it for the first time too and i'm just in shock no I, don't don't start with that i dated a throuple a throupler a throupler don't start then this gets um, taken out of context and right. then it's like this justin this justin podcast host gabriella lopes was in a throuple yeah with two let's, other girls let's, and she, let's find out who the two girls were and she wore the pants apparently she was hey. masking the mask or, or she was wore the, the mask. mask yeah she, i was the mask she was jim carrey oh man it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, another interesting thing, another interesting headline, and this is a video. So if you guys want to w watch this video, obviously, because this is an audio only episode, um, the best way to watch this is maybe just go on YouTube or just go on Google actually, and just type in AI Will Smith eating spaghetti will haunt you forever. Why? There's a video, uh, that someone created with, uh, prompts that they gave to an AI uh, where it's just Will Smith eating a bunch of spaghetti and it's super, super scary looking. It's like, it's, it's legitimately horrifying because it's not a perfect representation. It's not a perfect 
uh, it's not a perfect anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm just staring at it, kind of like losing my mind. Um, I'm going to show you right now. And then anybody listening, if you guys want to just quickly go to Twitter, I feel like Twitter is the best place to see it. But if you want to go to YouTube or something like that, uh, I'm just trying to find the video here real quick. But I think that it's it, it's a great example of just what AI is capable of. And this is like, obviously, you can tell that it's not real and it's not perfect. And that's why I'm like making it clear. But this is AI now. And if you think about where it would like where it will be in like five to 10 years from now. So I'm going to show Gabriella right now. Hold will on. Smith eating spaghetti. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you can tell that that his face yeah. isn't necessarily perfect, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And everything is just kind of very rugged. But still it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of spaghetti. Yeah, he's just like chopping it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Will Smith looks like that fish from uh, Shark Tales. <laughs> And he was is in Shark Tales. I'm thinking about it, he was right. Yeah, he's the main character. Wait, is he the main character? Uh, am I thinking of Shark Tales, or am I thinking of of that yeah. squirrel from um, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> oh, what's it called? The not the squirrel. Is it a squirrel? From yeah, Ice from Age? Ice Age. Yeah. He definitely looks like a fish from Shark Tales. Now that you've said it. He looks like something out of water and <laughs> yeah. needing some water. <laughs> like yeah. his eyes all crossed and stuff. He's definitely out of water, out of yeah. out of his zone. Well, that pasta is that's a lot of water in that pasta. A lot of water. Um the next headline, and I think this is my last one for today, um, is for everybody out there who loves to eat eggs. And for those of you who don't know, Gabriella is addicted to eggs. Like she loves eggs. <laughs> and she drives uh, very, very long distances to get farm raised eggs. And I just found that this is interesting to kind of um, talk about. Avian flu affects all producers, including backyard birds, except for the biggest, richest egg producer in the US. So apparently, this is a conspiracy, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, one of the reasons why there was like a price surge in eggs is because of this avian flu that was spreading across. And also a lot of um, big egg manufacturer plants were just basically burnt to the ground for whatever reason. Some like freak accident, I guess, of just arson. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, but just listen to this, right? Cal Maine Foods, the largest egg producer in the United States, reported revenue doubled and profit surged 718% last quarter because of the sharply higher egg prices. The company, which controls about 20% of the U.S. egg market, which doesn't sound like a lot, but 20% of anything? Yeah. That's almost like one-fourth of a pie. Yeah. Um, according to Reuters, said its average selling price for a dozen eggs in the quarter ending... February 25th was $3.30, more than double the average of $1.61. The conspiracy here is that the avian flu affected every other competitor of this Cal Maine Foods except for itself. And that's mm -hmm. why it was able to capitalize on this uh, shortage of supplies and this increase in demand. And um, they just capitalized the shit out of it and made a shit ton of money. So I'm just trying to see real quick. Uh, a deadly and highly infectious avian flu has forced U.S. farmers to kill millions of egg-laying hens. So I think that that's what the fires were about, is that they were just burning them down, reducing the country's egg supply and driving up prices. But Cal Maine said in its earnings statement that there have been no positive tests for avian flu at any of its owned and or contracted production facilities. So they were exempt from this massive, all-encompassing um, thing. From a Forbes article on this topic, thanks to soaring retail egg prices nationwide, as CalMaine's competitors dealt with an avian flu outbreak that caused egg shortages, CalMaine scored $323 million in profits last quarter, a 718% year-over-year increase, and a more than 2,000% increase from the same period in 2021. 
Damn, I want to know what freaking eggs he's selling, though, because he said $3.30 a dozen. Is that a lot for eggs? Yeah, right? Uh, cheap? No, that is like dirt cheap. Well, it's, That is like Costco egg price. Yeah, its original price for a dozen eggs were uh, was $1 and something. And then with the whole like price spike. But I bet you that they also offer like organic free range options, you know? Yeah, and then the white eggs. Yeah, those too. are probably the white those, egg prices. Those are cheap because if you get pasture raised eggs, which is what I search for in the stores, like those start at seven dollars yeah those eggs are expensive as upwards shit. of seven dollars like i think the cheapest that i've i've been able to find was at trader joe's right. for like six dollars yeah um but everywhere else like seven eight if you get like vital farms it can go up to like nine um if you get them at like whole foods and get the vital farms yeah. um but yeah three dollars and thirty cents but that's crazy so how like what happens if you eat eggs that had this like or from the hens that had this avian flu like does you it say anything you would just get really sick which which uh we both have witnessed that i got super sick not super sick but i nauseous like, feeling i was feeling nauseous after eating breakfast that contained eggs for for like five days straight yeah and i don't feel nauseous anymore which i don't know like i don't know He's he's suspicious that it was the yeah. eggs that I got from the farm. But I tried to say I think we needed to be washing the eggs because uh, but I don't know if that makes a difference because it's because it's in the egg. The the avian flu no, is no, contained in it. I'm saying I'm saying that I wasn't washing the farm eggs that I was cooking for you, which maybe I should have been just in case, because I don't know if they wash them or not. But because if you don't wash, those come straight out of a hen, straight, obviously, guys. Straight out of Compton. If you know how eggs work, it's literally coming out of an animal. It comes out of another um, animal's butthole and you just eat that shit up. And the eggshell is covered in bacteria. And so if you're not washing them, which is why like all the eggs that you see in the store that are refrigerated. Oh, sorry. That are refrigerated. Those have been washed. Mm. Um now, if you're getting them from a farm, I don't know that every farm washes them because they probably just expect you to wash them yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you were getting nauseous because of bacteria that you might have caught. Entirely possible. Or from Gabriella's subpar cooking abilities. Um, I cook well. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna cook for Callie anymore. Just, Ooh, just Callie I'll, anymore. I'll note that statement down. Hold on a second. It was just a joke. Oh. I'm gonna write this down. Callie hates your cooking. Here's another. And, and then the next time you're hungry, I don't even want to hear it. Hates your cooking. Okay, <laughs> I wrote that down. I'm kidding, guys. It's a joke. And I won't forget that. Jokes, but all good jokes contain true shit exactly um that's a quote from jermaine cole the rapper jermaine cole uh another interesting uh headline that i just wanted to point out that i just saw right now uh tinder bans photos of men holding fish tinder has announced a new rule banning photos of men holding fish why the company will delete any picture of someone holding up a sea creature big or small to promote more creative dating profiles Tinder also claimed 92% of users get the ick when they spot a potential match holding a fish. What? The rule, which goes into effect on April 1st, has later was later revealed to be an April Fool's Day prank. Oh, my God. Uh, they just got me right there. It's not April Fool's Day yet. I know, but they got me with that article because, like, I was reading, like, I read the whole article, <laughs> got to the end, and then I got rickrolled. April Fools, that's coming in two days, so yeah. be ready, guys, to have all your jokes ready to pull on your on your loved ones. But that's pretty funny because I was gonna say, like, what if some girls are into that, like, their their yeah. dad is a fisher, and then they see this guy with like a massive, you know, wild catch that he got. Yeah. And that's impressive, you know? It's, it's super primal. It's just like girls who like guys who hunt and like girls who like guys who do anything yeah. more rugged. 
who chop wood. You know, like there's this guy on TikTok, which maybe some of you guys listening know exactly what I'm talking about, but he <laughs> occasionally pops up. And I'm just like super infatuated by the fact that women are completely hypnotized by this guy because he looks a certain way. He's like, he's like fit. He looks a certain way, dresses a certain way, and he just chops wood. And then usually he just like uses his like own hands kind of like towards the end after he has chopped it in the half kind of. He uses his own hands to kind of like rip Break it apart. apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the women are like, oh my God, like if he could like handle me like that. <laughs> and then essentially like it's all primal and just hypersexualized. And women obviously associate that to their legs or to whatever it is you know yeah, it's like, like yeah open my legs like that me like that like yeah. that log he just ripped apart exactly so it's just <laughs> funny you know i need to look this up no i'm kidding oh <laughs> someone's gonna have their phone confiscated <laughs> call back to earlier when i said that I, I don't think i'm controlling you you know what though <laughs> i find that kind of like i do find that cringy like even the fish thing but i do find it cringy like these these like over display of of uh, of masculinity and yeah. stuff you know try, try, trying too hard guys like there is a middle ground there is one there <laughs> like i don't one. know i don't know if people are confused nowadays but there's a middle ground like you don't have to be to toxic masculinity and you don't have to be the opposite yeah. you know mm -hmm. um there's a middle ground <laughs> But yeah, I do find it cringy. So I probably wouldn't be into that. Sorry. And then my last, last thing, and this I promise is my last one. Yeah, this will be the last one after the last one. Yeah, after, after the, the next last, last, last one. one. Okay. Um, I think that this news article t may tie into the Jeffrey Epstein case. And that's just me making a wild conspiracy out of it because that's my only explanation. Uh, the article reads, the mystery behind a remarkable $7 billion tax payment to the U.S. Treasury. A Treasury Department filing shows a whopping $7 billion flowed into the Treasury's coffers in February. The tax was collected. Oh, sorry. The tax was collected when someone worth $17.5 billion died or transferred a colossal gift of the same sum putting them among the top 100 richest people in the world. It is rare for a wealthy American to pay such high amounts in estate taxes. And this was the highest collection of that kind of tax since at least 2005. And this is interesting because the government doesn't know who it is. Hmm. And the only reason why I'm tying it to Jeffrey Epstein is because he was known for having mysterious sums of money because he was controlling and held leverage over all these elites right right so he was granted uh gifted even um huge estates in in very prestigious areas of the world in new york city he had like a massive massive um building that was basically given to him by a billionaire and an island yeah yeah <laughs> so he had an island and so like he's this like sneaky billionaire multi hundred billion dollar like maybe jeffrey epstein was was the richest man on the planet we don't know mm -hmm. well not on the planet because you have the the saudi arabia people but my point being that maybe it was jeffrey epstein and maybe that's i don't know i just found it interesting because like they literally don't know yet what the identity is or who it was that's but but how does that work though they so so the like way it's it, non-traceable um so it's the the official article is on the dailymail.com and it says has one of the world's richest men died without anyone noticing u.s treasury reveals it received a seven billion dollar uh, tax payment in estate and gift receipts meaning an american with a fortune of up to 35 billion dollars has passed away quietly um i'm just trying to see the part where Oh, that really makes you wonder right so so it makes you think like who died and why aren't we hearing about it and does that mean that they're using clones to kind of cover it up and pretend like they didn't die so the tax was either collected when someone uh worth 17.5 billion died or if they transferred a colossal gift of the same sum this would put them in the top 100 richest people in the world ranking alongside the likes of cleveland cavaliers owner dan gilbert and jeff bezos's ex-wife 
Mackenzie Scott. The huge transfer of money was first spotted by John Rico, an economist at Wharton, who believed it must have been an error. But a Treasury Department spokesperson confirmed it did not make a reporting mistake, and an IRS per- spokesperson said that it was unlikely the result of a backlog. So they're mm. still trying to investigate who it was. And I, to, to answer your question, I don't know how that works. Wow, we'll have to like go onto some Google lists and figure out who is worth... Thirty-five billion dollars. Yeah, or seventeen uh, billion. Of. You said seventeen point five. Well, it's giving like different numbers here. It says that it's either someone that's worth that died. Well, that already can't be. That already like narrows it down a lot. There can't be that many people worth seventeen billion dollars. Yeah, but either someone worth seventeen billion dollars died, or someone worth upwards of thirty-five billions, like more than thirty-five gifted. billion, gifted it. Mm. so it's like that's why they don't know and i guess maybe it's confidential and maybe when you file taxes like that amount of time i don't know i don't know how it works something interesting that i've been seeing a lot of is that you know obviously we see like celebrities passing away and this kind of is in line with the whole jeffrey epstein Mm -hmm. um but we see like celebrities passing away like bob saget for example right uh, passed away when was it like last year or something it feels fairly recent or or no it was this year in january yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or okay yeah i think it was but but to my point um what's interesting is like i don't know how i ended up on bob saget's page i think i was on my like instagram reels scrolling through and then i clicked the tag of him and i went on his page and then I was reading the comments on his last post that he literally posted the day that he died, mm-hmm. I think. And then there were like these comments saying um, he's not dead. He's escaped to Jeffrey Epstein's island. But like <laughs> but but like saying it seriously that that the, there there could be celebrities that that quote unquote die or pass away. But then in reality, they're just like escaping, just like there was the whole um, theory that that was the case with Michael Jackson or even Tupac or, you know, like or it's, Hitler. Ex- well, well, yeah. But anyways, it, it's just interesting. I don't I don't know how accurate that is, but I, I don't know what to believe, you know, obviously. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to believe either, because I would think that. If these people wanted to fake their deaths, like they don't have to go to Jeffrey Epstein's island specifically. Like they have enough money to buy their own islands. Yeah. And then just go to, but then that is an interesting theory in of itself is you get your own island and then you just uh, live there as much as you can. But I feel like, I feel like that would be kind of a weird existence. I feel like you would get bored, especially if you're used to that much of like that amount of attention all the time. Like, even if you go there and you commit, like, 10 years and and you feel great for 10 years, but after some time, you want to socialize and you want to be around communities because, like, that's what humans are. And that's why they say that uh, no no man is an island. Yeah. Because you just can't. So, like, that's literally what we are. Like, we're social animals. Like, we need to go out and see people, and which is why I think that Michael Jackson is still alive, and I feel like he just uses heavy prosthetics and just, you know... Um, if you guys are familiar with the Michael Jackson case, and I think we're going to do like a full dedicated segment on a future podcast episode, a future video podcast. But if you're familiar with Dave, Dave, and if that name rings a bell and you know exactly who I'm talking about, then kudos to you because you are on the same page as I am. And I think that Dave, Dave during that Larry King interview. So if you just type in Dave, Dave, Larry King on YouTube, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And it's Michael Jackson pretending to be this uh, burnt victim uh, who who apparently was like an old friend of his and he is wearing heavy prosthetics even though it's obviously not confirmed and he's just talking about Michael Jackson's death mm-hmm. and it's the same mannerism it's the same voice it's the same vocal intonation it's everything it's the it, it is Michael Jackson like you can't tell me it's not and so I feel like that's what they do is that they just you know just exit yeah and then just if they want to come back and they want to introduce themselves into society again they just use a alter ego prosthetics and there are videos of him like escaping into a white van right like uh 
uh, I don't know, it was like in an underground parking lot or something. Yeah, after he was evacuated with a helicopter, it was uh, in the hospital parking garage. Like they apparently he was already pronounced dead or something like that. I don't know. Like don't yeah. quote, quote me on that. But then uh, paparazzi got him like got, like got footage of him exiting the the well, hospital. We the don't know a hundred percent if it was him, but it but people have yeah. identified that it could like there's a high possibility that it could be. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that it's easy to deceive people, and if you have enough money, you can make anyone disappear, or you can make yourself disappear. Mm-hmm. And that's um yeah, and that's all I got for today. Me too. So with that being said, guys, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you had fun with this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we will see you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. And the best way always, as always, to support the show is by leaving us a review on the platform of your preference and of your choice. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, uh, if you want to head on over and subscribe, we will be posting a podcast this weekend and next week obviously and then get ourselves back on a roll with the podcast as well every week once a week at least minimally and then from there kind of experiment with different conspiratorial content and different things that we want to experiment with and uh so yeah so a lot a lot to come is what i'll say yeah and i just wanted to say that guys if it ever feels like i'm um being a little quiet it's because I'm drawing and I've started like this notepad where I draw every time we do a daily episode and I just do these doodles. It's funny. I write down words that stick out to me. And, and today, just an example, um, I drew SpongeBob. So Callie, if you want to see my SpongeBob, she did draw SpongeBob. (laughs) I drew a legit SpongeBob. You know the 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 square pants with the tie and his little name tag and everything. Oh yeah. And uh, and I drew um, I drew a fish because of the Tinder fish. She's thinking about men. (laughs) I drew pasta. I drew a thruple. Um, I drew Michael Jackson's glove and yeah, they're just, just a few little things. And you should, um, you should store that because one day (laughs) we're going to sell it for over like millions of dollars like that. Notepad is going to be worth millions when Gabriella inevitably (laughs) becomes the next Joe Rogan and she transitions and shaves her head and (laughs) starts eating elk meat. Yeah, guys, I actually do want to start eating some elk meat. Fun fact, we are <laughs> contemplating uh, eating raw liver, which is which is interesting. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. Featuring the liver king. Yeah. But anyways, that's it. Just wanted to tune you guys into why sometimes I'm not talking as much as Callie. Because he's just great at talking on these things. I'm great at talking when we're off of this. Yeah, which is <laughs> super ironic, right? It's like the, the, the times that I want her to talk as much as she normally does. She's quiet <laughs> as a bat and she can't remember what? anything. I feel like I talked words. enough. No, no, no. Yeah, you you <laughs> definitely talk enough. That's the, the, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you talk more than enough. Okay. Uh, with that being said, guys, like I said before, thanks again. Thanks, guys. And don't forget that it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace, Peace to, to the, the world. world. Mwah. Yeah.